0: Welcome
1: back to the Forget-Me-Not Diaries. I'm your host, Tyra. And I'm your host, Brie. We
0: are two lifelong besties who are delving into what makes us, us. Guys, welcome back to the Forget-Me-Not Diaries. I'm your host, Tyra. And
1: I'm your host, Brie. And today, we have a really exciting um, guest here with us today, Shayna. If you wanted to say hi, hello. <laughs> good morning. Uh, before we get into what we're going to talk about with Shana, we're going to do our tarot pull for the day. So Tyra's given it a good shuffle here, um, and I'm excited to see what we come up with. I didn't bring any books or anything today, yep, so we're so so just going to get uh, what's intuitive. Up
0: here. Yep, intuitive thoughts on this one. Yeah, I hope everybody's had a good week so far and then we're gonna go into a brand new week with this pool yeah
1: eclipse is coming up soon the weekend this comes out actually we'll be done with eclipse season thank goodness yeah because they were all
0: another year for you brie
1: yeah another eclipse in my first house too so i'm loving that okay we got the high priestess reversed
0: wow
1: so i'm like okay I haven't got her in a while. I haven't either, but she's one of my favorites, though. When she's reversed, she makes me a little bit more wary about, like, what am I not
2: paying working attention on.
1: to or working on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you're not at opening all opening like, myself up to, looking for opportunities.
0: Um, that's what I say with her. Yeah. I think we're also, like, not in our spiritual mind either. As much as we're we can. We're not manifesting been. as much as we can be. Paying Maybe attention. ignoring a little bit, kind of like um, the hermit. Just he's kind of there, you know, waiting for you to. Isn't that him? Am yeah, I that's crazy? him.
1: No, definitely. I was just wondering uh, what you were going with, but I feel like, yeah, definitely where she's, for me, like ignoring your intuition almost. Yeah, that's,
0: yep, exactly. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Ignoring so, to manifest, ignoring that. So,
1: but also it's an invitation to just connect deeper with that. Yep, side so maybe of that's what we
0: need to do.
2: Isn't that the most perfect card? for you guys be pulling right before your shadow work prompt? (laughs) Yes. No, it definitely
1: is, especially with uh, today's shadow work prompt, is what are some self-care activities that make you feel safe and secure? So I feel like, for me, uh, writing, definitely writing group, is one of my favorite self-care activities. That's how I classify writing group, for sure, because... It is, they've curated such a beautiful environment and like they bring you to the most beautiful places. I think so. That create such a great, great, yeah. great time.
0: Creativity is an amazing, I've been there a few times and I think I've enjoyed, I felt, I feel better when I leave. Mm-hmm. Like I always feel way better when I go home. More safe, more secure in mm-hmm. myself. Journal where I am. Yeah. Reading. I love reading. Reading is a great self-care. Like reading Like where I'm too. safe and secure. I think reading a book. Yeah, you can get lost in that world. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's where I feel secure. And then I even think just uh, me, I know it sounds a little silly, but doing chores. (laughs) Really? You know, I guess I'm just, like, I'm thankful at the same time that I can. Like, I've fed my family. My son has had a great time playing and stuff. You know, my dogs are happy. Because i yeah. got muddy footprints inside, things like that. Cleaning the bathtub and stuff. You know, just very thankful that I get to do these things, Like That guess. you have those things to take care of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think I feel secure, almost, that yeah. I can do this. And I'm very blessed to be able to clean and have just another recharge, recharging moment, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. No, definitely. I think I was going to say, along that line, too, my pets, being with them. And like spending time with Ollie, uh, walking outside, or back in the day when this little kitty would play,
0: <laughs> uh, that
1: was some of the best times. Just to feel yeah free with your animals and your they're yep. they're my people too. I think so, and they make me
0: feel good. Yep, very blessed, and they're happy, which makes you happy because that means that you're a good owner. <laughs>
1: yeah, but today we are going to be talking about palmistry a little bit but also shana in general and how she just has this super cool business um so welcome shana thanks for being with us today thank you so much i was really excited that you wanted to come and do this just on a whim basically because i kind of did it last minute asking you um, but I feel like I've seen you around a lot online and you know, so many people that I've been like introduced to. And I was just like, when am I going to get introduced to Shayna? <laughs> but I feel like we've met a couple times or maybe once. I can't passing,
2: remember. at the yeah. grocery store. Yes. She kind of yelled at you. No,
1: no, definitely. I was like, no, I've definitely
2: met her before, but it's never been where we get to like sit and talk. So creativity mm-hmm. to meet there. That was great. That was because awesome. Those, like you guys were absolutely correct. It's an intimate kind of therapeutic community moment which we do bond mm-hmm. ultimately in those moments so yes. with people that
0: you would never have thought like to even meet I guess like you know one of the group brings members, people yes, together yeah yes, that's what I think is kind of cool because you're like oh I would have never truly I don't know if I would have met you on an outside time line I guess unless we all decide to show up here at this group tonight so it's fun yeah you have very different personalities there too which is mm-hmm. a good time oh yeah and that's where you guys had formally met, was creativity? Yeah, pretty
1: much. Yeah, yeah. the other night we were there um, at her shop. Um, pr- how do you pronounce the end of it?
2: Oh, it's La Galleria de Cuen. De Cuen. Okay,
1: see, I would have said Cue. Now,
2: to make it a little more easier to, for people to understand, I think they get intimidated because, like, it, it's all Spanish. I'm like, it's Spanish and then it's Irish. Yeah. And my last name is Mick Cuen. Oh. <laughs> I love
1: it. I love how you mix those together. That's fun. Yeah. La Galleria de QN right? QN I do QN. QN Yeah, I think of it that way q yes. QN okay Galleria the QN I love it Uh yeah so I wanted to under I wanted to like understand more about palmistry before we just like dived into like asking about it so i went and did a little bit of research but again please feel free <laughs> oh, no, to chime it. in or correct me on
2: anything yes.
1: <laughs> so i was reading that the origins of palmistry palmistry or chiromancy is that how you say it yes okay um are kind of like unknown as well just like when we were talking about friday the 13th nobody knows where exactly they came from um they were possibly saying like it originated from ancient india and spread from there maybe um but their the art itself has been known to be in china tibet persia mesopotamia and egypt but underwent significant development back in like ancient greece and stuff so oh, it's been like did all the over the place oh it
2: is all over the place yeah every country has a little bit of palmistry in everything um it is in uh it's it's in oh hang on a second. i get i get tongue-tied because i get so excited mm-hmm. and then i spaz oh, out statically me yeah. too so I'm a, uh, yeah what do they call it a little bit neuro spicy so let's go back to where you said it was ancient uh india now, yes, the first earliest documented, I'm so excited about this one, Aww. was a note from a superior uh, spiritual leader. I can't remember the names of them right now. Right. Writing a chastising note to his two inferiors that said, stop charging for palmistry. We do it for free.
0: <laughs> <gasps> Whoa. That's the first
2: that can be historically recorded documented note about palmistry, but wow. not the first... Teaching manuscript no. of palmistry. Yeah. They say the first teaching manuscript of palmistry um, was actually found on an altar for Hermes, but that leads you down a philosophical rabbit hole that gets you into the Emerald Tablets. Okay, Whoa. so that's completely different. Let's Holy shit! And let's just think about the chastising note. Yes, <laughs> that's my favorite. Wow. But when we talk about how it's been all over the world, another one people don't consider too often is in Sh- Swedish trolldom. Have you heard about that? No. no? Okay. So anyways, over there, Scandinavia has their own version of palmistry as well. That doesn't get as much, you know, I think in a talk about it. But then I think Scottish, Scotland has palmistry as well. So just to consider that there is a version of palmistry everywhere in the world. And so that brings us to another thing. Um, there's a really good uh, saying that says there is no thing, such thing as palmistry, only palmists. Because ultimately, here I am ranting, right, is that palmistry is a formula-based formula based divination right mm-hmm. uh, that is the formula only exists because you are meant to break it and go beyond the formula oh, does that make sense yeah every palm reader has a, their own responsibility to once again start with the formula but to be inspired and to learn their own language over time
0: mm-hmm.
2: that's kind of
0: yeah. that's kind of like in a way of like tarot you, and you end up
2: building yes. your own formula your own
0: understanding of like it cards. yeah and um, the,
1: yeah the formula that they present to you is like the meanings, and each one has a certain meaning. But then, you know, even the art itself is stuff that you can derive your own uh, understandings behind. Yes. And yeah, so I totally get that. That's so cool, cool. though. Yeah. And it's a, di- but it's a. I think that just goes for divination in general too. It's all about like getting deeper into your intuition than yeah. the formula itself, which I struggle with a lot.
2: <laughs> and then also on that note too, when we're considering that palmistry comes from different areas of the world, yeah. you have to consider that area of the world for how the palmistry is being interpreted. True. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of palmistry um, that comes from certain places. I'm not going to name you know, them right now because right. then we can get to controversial where they think that it's too harsh it's too pessimistic the language but then you have to consider well what were the people experiencing in that area uh, what did they need you know yeah. from Palma Street to develop that language no, yeah. anyways we can wow. get more and more into it but Here in the Western world, let's say America right now, there's a current debate in the palmistry communities between um, what we call intuitive readers or formula readers. (laughs) And so I would like to argue that we need to bridge them both. They need to to work together. Yeah. Okay. So intuitive palm reading is to hold someone's hand and to just give them what we actually call an energy reading. It's just holding them, connecting with them and being more of a clairvoyant. Formula reading, too, is to not access that part so much, but to look at the hand and use it as, like, a a chart almost mathematically.
0: Right? And so
2: those two forms of palm readers can sometimes clash and get a little argumentative with each other. But, and I have early on in my palmistry, you know, I've done that. I've absolutely fallen into that. (laughs) So I don't easy trap. It is, but that's for everyone who's beginning their spiritual journey. Yeah. When we cling too much to these rules and these regulations, yeah. I like to call that religious trauma.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah. We've
2: socially been conditioned for that.
0: Yep. Yeah. Right. Very true. Yes.
2: So I want, so just to bring it right back to what I say is that formula reading is really important because it's like poetry. You want to understand the rules of poetry and understand how to break them. Formula reading really opens doors for you to, to uh, further your intuitive reading. Sometimes yeah. when I'm holding someone's hand and I begin to panic, you know, because <laughs> that yeah. happens to everyone, yeah. <laughs> Yes, you, you relax and you let your eye guide you to where thing it needs you the most on the hand. So I will break a formula reading from the steps. When I begin to read a hand, I'll start yeah. at this line, this line, this line. But if I panic, I just look at the hand and let the eye guide, I should guide you to where it's needed the most energetically. And then you pick that and usually sorry no you're okay (laughs) usually once you start dissecting one line it is the one line that breaks apart the rest of the palm Mm. wow Wow. that's sick as fuck i'm sorry i've I've never i have never
0: don't know jack shit about this so this is cool to
2: me (laughs) and formula reading um even like formula reading for tarot because i'm saying you know you stick to the rules too it's it's the easiest way for people to start. It's really intimidating for you to just be like, okay, be a medium. Take someone's hand right. and tell them what they need to know. That's right. Horrifying. Yeah. Yes. Yes, no, that's,
0: yeah. yeah, I think that's, like, the whole scariness. Brianna can go and read cards for people. I'm way too fucking freaked out for that.
1: I don't know. I still do. <laughs> I still get really
0: freaked out, too. And, like, even if
1: they tell me it worked out, I'm usually like, oh, good. Good, that's awesome. <laughs> Thank I'm, God, yeah. Yeah, no, Woo. but it's, I, I do want to challenge myself to be more like that and to relax and just, like, look at the imagery more. Uh, but that's what I want to start doing more uh, is just studying w- each card like uh, meditating on each one instead of just like oh I got it I wonder what this means looking it up and yeah then being done yeah. with it for the day that's yeah please. yeah so but I love the energy reading part you talked about too because like that's the only type of palmistry type things I would have ever have done and I, it, I was more doing it as a clairvoyant I didn't even think of it as palmistry of any kind it was just like let me hold your hand and tell you about yourself.
2: <laughs> oh, it's very, it's very real. It's very authentic. And yeah, I like to think that everything is watercolor; that they should blend together. <laughs> yeah, um, no,
1: because that would be then the peak experience. <laughs> I think so. Totally. Yeah, definitely. That's so, um, cool. so I had this question too, as some palmists have said that our left hand represents our past life, while the right hand represents our present life. However, the more active hand is normally red, so that means left for the ones who write with their left and right for the ones who write with their right. So do you believe that? Or happens
2: when you get someone who's ambidextrous...
1: Yeah, no, that's a good, good question,
2: and I get that all the time. Yeah, and I always it's so much fun when I get that because they're like, "Ha I've got a question to trump you." <laughs> I, I was just curious if that was something that was really believed, or is was it like well, to a degree? To yeah. degree. So what happens? And people are always so excited to tell me that they're ambidextrous, which I love. It's a oh. giddy moment for both of us. <laughs> and then I go, "So then, what hand do you write with?"
0: Yeah,
2: and so and they say, well, "I write with both." And like, "Okay, which one do you choose naturally? What is your first urge? Which hand do you go to?" And then they stop and they realize that there is a hand that they'll, they'll move to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they have a favorite hand. (laughs) Everyone has a favorite. I call it a favorite hand, whether it's your dominant or not, it's your favorite hand, right? Yep. So then that's your manifesting hand. Mm -hmm. And then the other hand you're releasing with. So I'm going to read your manifesting hand. So the two hand thing um, is relevant and we have different theories on it. So when I approach it, I view one hand as sort of your inherited karma is sort of your re- reincarnation. It's almost like this is what's really deeply inside of you. It's just I call it the subconscious hand. So I had someone try to read my subconscious hand once, and I pulled it away, and they said, this is who you truly are. I said, yeah, but it's not the one I'm tapped into. It's not the version uh, of myself I have yeah. full access to. Yes, it has incredible strengths in there, But I'm not utilizing a lot of those strengths because I'm not connected. So that's what I consider about your subconscious hand. Usually the lines on your non-dominant hand are cleaner and almost stronger than your manifesting hand. Makes sense. Right. That's crazy. And the few times I've met someone who has a cleaner hand, I call it clean lines, Yeah. lines. On a manifesting hand, it shows me how much work they've done on themselves and how far they've come. So that's how I consider that. Oh, I'm so excited. (laughs) So oh, dang, that's so cool. I just wanted to go into what yeah. even
0: got you into palmistry?
2: So I, uh, getting into palmistry, first thing was happened, and I'm going to bring this up as if it is relevant, I got a medium reading because um, I wanted to find out who my guides were. Oh. And so the lady was reading the spirits that she said were around me consistently because we all have spirits around oh, us. Yeah, but these course. are the ones that are consistently with you who claim you, right? Oh. And uh, one of them was an older woman from India who was a palm reader. And I'm like, well, I didn't take her seriously. Because this is the time where palm tree wasn't even a word in my brain. Exactly. I didn't consider it. Yeah. And then I ended up at a festival where I was selling candles, uh-huh. you know, skull candles, yada, yada, magic candles, magic spell candle kits. I was really Ooh, early on, right? Wow. And I was, I walked in and there was this older woman from India who her stuff was just... in all over the ground uh. around her because she was the palm reader they hired and flew up to the festival Whoa. and no one was helping her and she was getting incredibly agitated so I swept in and I picked up her displays and I set up her tables for her and then I rearranged it around the room a couple of times because it wasn't uh. right you know and then I and then I found out she was the palm reader <laughs> and we were situated right next to each other because she still needed my help throughout the festival wow. she did not teach me but I did eavesdrop <laughs> <laughs> And I I connected with her on that. She was very loving and kind towards me. And then I never saw her again. And I don't even remember her name. Oh, my gosh. But after that, I was like, this is what I want to learn. I need to know everything about this. Yeah. (laughs) And so I just nerded out on that for a couple of years before I started reading poems actively. Yeah. Yeah. Which was terrifying. I bet it was. (laughs) That's intense.
0: Because you're – like, and I think that some people, now that I am – I've done tarot and I've sat in on a few things and I've read for people before. Some people are like, wow, this is going to change my life forever. You know, like what do you (laughs) tell me right now is such a moving moment. And I think that's intense. That's intense for anybody to like have you guide and direct that person on
2: yeah well you know it's even scarier is that you're not guiding people you're not answering questions when you read their poem you're telling them almost who they are which is something you don't want to do so it's a real delicate language you don't want to look at someone and tell them who they are but you're reading the person yeah so you have to be really careful with that because that's something too that when i talk about uh, when i go into classes yeah there's a i actually do get into um i get a little feisty about this the language Mm. that we use can unintentionally curse people yeah. We can unintentionally plant a seed in their subconscious in which they manifest really wow. ugly behavior. Oh, so shit. you don't want to do negative reinforcement. It's really important. Wow, so, yeah. wow. Yeah, so that. that's crazy. No, I mean, that
0: like, that is crazy important to think about because you like you set these people up like with planting the seed, and mm-hmm. are you going to negatively affect that? That's freaky. Almost like the
1: connection you're providing is sometimes it's got to be a delicate thing that you.
2: Handle with care because this is someone's life yes. that you're
1: discussing
2: and yeah, yeah. And manifesting around. Yeah, that's why I love to ask people: Have you ever had a palm reading before? Before we begin, because I want to know what their experiences are. And yeah. more often than not, they'll say no. But the few that say yes, tell me horrible things. Aww. Yeah, like and the number one thing I hear is so and so told me I was only going to live till this age. Now, one woman I met took that to heart and lived her. And it happened to her when she was a teenager. Apparently, her teacher grabbed her hand and told her she was going to die by a certain age. And uh, so she lived believing that. So therefore, she was inspired to be a little bit more reckless, a little bit more carefree, put herself in possibly more dangerous situations until the age of 30. And then she had sort of a a realization that her life belongs to her and she's still alive. Mm -hmm. And then what do you go on from there? So these stories are real and that possibility is real. And I have experienced it also when I was at, um, I was at a pride festival. Those are my favorite places to read poems, by the way. And I ran into another palm reader and I got super excited. I have been craving, you know, more interactions face-to-face with other palm readers. So, of course, I go running up to him and we start talking and he asks me personal questions and I throw my palm into his hands because I was too excited. (laughs) (laughs) And that man, I have not forgiven him, immediately commented on the the short life that he thought I would have. However, I look really young, but I am much older than the age he gave me. Wow. And I have survived a life or death incident. And so I took that as a huge insult.
0: Wow. A huge
2: insult. Did not appreciate that at all. And so no. that's the number one thing also that I tell people never, never comment on
0: the span Eight. of someone's life because it's
2: yeah. not real either. Yeah. So there was a study done in which a bunch of palm readers, actually, I hope this isn't TMI, went to a morgue and read uh, deceased palms and Whoa. to gauge and to estimate this, the length of their life. Wow. And no one got it right because you cannot read the span of someone's life on the hand no shit the lifeline that everyone refers to just talks to you <laughs> about how you use your energy in oh. this physical life you know this physical right manifestation. exactly wow because it's right next to the ball of your thumb the ball of your thumb is called venus right and so that's called your stamina that's your physical battery right and so the lifeline that circles around it is sort of like you read it like a meter if uh, that makes sense yeah, yeah Totally that's nuts mm-hmm.
0: i never would have even thought about that and the morgue thing that's kind of fucking cool
1: it is very cool
0: <laughs> it was a recent study too that's yeah. nuts to have yeah. them go do that like that's just what a learning moment though like we're gonna go do research let's <laughs> go that's kind of like, like how else
1: would that's a really good scientific way to go around mm-hmm.
0: it yeah, yeah i think so that's really cool and like yeah you can do that to my body Body for science, that's right. That's exciting. You can, yeah, definitely for any spiritual. (laughs) Exactly, (laughs) exactly. Did anybody, so just, so you just went to this medium and they kind of just said, oh, you have a palm reader as a spirit guide and that kind of just. Yes.
2: She was, she was uh, um, Alaskan and she was old school Alaskan and she was really well known up here too as Gypsy Moon. So unfortunately she passed away, I think about two years ago, but I think she was one of our most influential. Long-term mediums in the state. Yeah, that's yes. crazy.
0: Yeah. Crazy cool. I love that. Have, have, how long have you been in Alaska, the state, for? Uh, since I was eight. Ah, oh, okay. okay. Wow. Yeah. Well, Alaskan girl here. Love it. That's <laughs> yes. exciting.
2: Transplant like me.
0: Yeah. What made you want to start your oddity shop? Um,
2: <laughs> survival. yeah yeah Yeah. in 2020 uh that hit all of us right and so up Mm -hmm. to about that point in time I was working in what I call a garbage yard basically and uh, I lost my job but I had kind of a a shiny raven brain at the time I was taking stuff home yeah and uh, so ultimately when I lost my job I had a house hoarded full of weird stuff (laughs) (laughs) um I'd already started to pour and sell candles and so I just went from selling candles at farmers markets to selling off my own bones and oddities that wow. I had collected over time. Okay. Yeah. And so people donated. I had like years of like garbage donated oddities, like skeletons, and uh, I had buffalo teeth. I had tarantulas. I had piranhas. People throw this stuff away. No. Yeah. Shit. And so that just kind of just leaned into it, and it just happened. And it just happened, and then you yeah, were like, "Here we go." Got our shop going. Antiques, oddities metaphysical supplies i'm fairly limited on supplying at this time because i'm still very you know from the ground yep that's so cool i can't wait to visit it i'm very excited now
1: it's so well curated too i just like all the different shelves on that one wall
0: (laughs) because there's just so many different things going on and then did we did you guys do writing group there yes Mm -hmm. sweet that's exciting hell yeah
1: yeah so next time if it ever is there again we'll have to go i think so Um, were you raised with any like specific religious beliefs or spiritual beliefs
2: that helped along that journey or? So ah, this is, this is a huge, huge topic. It is because I've had people in the spiritual community when they start out talking about themselves, they talk about their ancestors and all the teachings they gained as they were growing up and they've always Mm -hmm. had a spiritual family. Like then what do you do with those of us who are surrendered? Like at the border who are completely disconnected from their families, their cultures, who may have had that spiritual lineage, but don't have access to it? Are we now less than you? Oh shit! So, so I kind of get into um, uh, like sort of those topics. I, I yeah, feel, no, yeah. I understand so I, I feel that, like though. to be raised and to be taught spirituality is uh, is a privilege, not, yeah. and mm-hmm. and to hold that above other people is kind of unfair. <laughs> it is. I think,
0: I think it is. Yeah. yeah. I've always
1: felt it's funny to me because I've always felt very fortunate to not have been raised with any specific direction and to have been. I always looked at it as very thankful to have the freedom to not be confined, I guess, is how I always viewed it. Not that that's how people feel about their spirituality, obviously, but not everything fits, has always fit right for me. And so I loved that I had, you know someone who is really open to letting me just experience whatever came my way. That's beautiful,
2: too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I I totally get what you mean because, like, why do you need – I mean, like, it it would be awesome to always have that Mm -hmm. ancestral connection, but it's not like I had anybody passing down anything other than maybe their own beliefs that were – just more like, here, this is what I believe. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, exactly. it's not necessarily, you should believe this too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They no. just included me so that I could be more of a observer. Yeah. So it was really cool. So that, yeah, I guess I was just curious too if if you had more people like that or if it was more of your own journey too. So it was.
2: Yeah, it's just own journey there. So I was exposed to a lot, but a lot of every time I was exposed to a different religion, it was very forceful. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And which sucks. And I think
0: a lot of people that come on to the show, I think are like, I was forced or I was bred into this and then I had to break out. And it's crazy.
1: Everybody's journey is just so cool. That's what I mostly love about Mm -hmm. it is that there's, it's always unique and we all come to similar, if not like. Not same, but just like the way our beliefs all intermingle. I
0: love mm-hmm. hearing that too. Me too. Me too. Because I grew up with nothing. Yeah, it opens my mind up mm-hmm. to more possibilities. Yeah. My mom, I, everyone which, everyone in my family got baptized. Yeah. I did not. So my dad, my mom, my siblings all got baptized. I didn't. My father died when I was really young. And so like Tyra did not get baptized. We did not really go to church. So I was just this rebellious child from the start. But my siblings, we don't talk about spiritual anything with my siblings like they just are not really into it they don't get on that connection with me yeah my one brother just believes that we just return back as energy we Mm -hmm. go into the ground and we just come back as energy that's it no more no less I don't even think he believes in souls at all that's fine so we don't really get into it because I think my siblings are like more scared or don't you know I think people get scared so they just don't talk about it and they block out that in their life So like meeting Brianna and I met a medium in 2020. I went down to new Orleans and I met a medium and she had been on ghost adventures. So I was like, okay, this seems a little legit. I, but I think it's legit. She was on the today show and stuff. So I went and I met up with her. And I got to talk to my dad, I got to like, revisit all my past, like my childhood and stuff like that, and why I had to go through it all. And so that was like, really eye opening to me. And it was like, Oh, it's not for nothing. Like my life is for not for nothing. I can go do whatever I want, because I'm that's what I can do, and Mm -hmm. go help people. And so it was really cool. And ever since then, I kind of was like, Ooh, this is exciting, you know, like people watching <laughs> me, watching me do good and helping me do good. So that's kind of where I went with mine. Yeah. So it was pretty that's cool. Yeah. For
1: me, it was just mostly tarot. <laughs> tarot yeah. and just getting answers from somewhere. And then, I don't know, my, um, I've mentioned it before, but my family had like um, more Native American beliefs, even though. So my step grandpa's Native American, but we are not. Um, but they were always included in those things. Yeah. Um, my mom's done a lot more things with mm-hmm. it than I ever have. Mostly the I just prayed that way. That the only way I grew up learning to pray was with tobacco. And our little deerskin pouch my grandma would make us and, like, stuff like that. I had that. I was my something old on my bouquet when I got married.
2: Oh. It yeah, was very please. special
1: to me. But, yeah, just little little things from here and there. Like, you kind of said, like, there were influences all over that kind of um, were just either really, ooh. Like, there was a lot of friends in school kind of along that line of what you said about them being very harsh or something, they she was always like, oh, well, my church will be different. Oh and I'm God. like, okay, well, already that's not giving me great <laughs> vibes if you're trying to change me immediately. Yes. I always wanted it to be more of like, here's what we believe. You know, If it's an option, then I'm always going to be more comfortable with the idea than if it's something you're trying to convince me of, I guess.
0: Who was the first person you had read? A palm on. Oh, my God.
2: Was it like a random person? <laughs> was it family? Um, yeah, of course, friends and family. Yeah. Absolutely friends and family. But that's when I was like, here, let me see if I can see something. Right. And so it was like they got really annoyed because it was constantly homework. It was constantly getting it wrong. Uh, and that was – and I was – every time I saw them, I was like, give me your hand. <laughs> I made them all take pictures over and over again. And so eventually, wow. um, you know, then you convince yourself it's time. I can't grow beyond this bubble unless I do it like to get paid for it, which is scary and horrifying. And I just want to tell everyone when you start reading for other people to get paid for it, you will do it wrong, but you have to do it wrong. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, You
2: have to. Um, and But you're going to lean a lot more on intuition in the beginning mm-hmm. than you are. You think you're going to lean more into formula, but you're going to panic and all the formula is going to leave your head. You're going to absolutely forget that line you studied you know, 50 plus times and yeah. you're going to lean into your intuition. That's what's going to save you. So for me, when I began reading poems, I had All of a sudden a wall of static descent on my brain. Like I could know everything, walk up there, they put their hand in my hand, it's gone. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I always look back on the first few people that I read for and I think, oh god, I wish I could do that over. Oh my gosh, wow. But even then your intuition comes through for you. Especially if you have guides and you know you say your prayers or your intentions, whatever, beforehand. Because I do I do not remember what I said to people in the very first palm readings, but I do know. Who cried? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I remember that. Yes. And what's funny too is that I must have said something to them. I must have done a, a good enough job to make them come back. Oh, because then they would they followed me on social media, Aww. and then I've had two, three. I've seen them a couple of times since, Aww. and they look for me at certain festivals. They said, "Oh, I saw you were going to be here. I wanted to come and have it, you know a redo," because your lines on your hand change. Yeah. Mm. Every six months they subtly change. Really. Every seven years they're supposedly different. different right. Different. Right. Yes. And so I and I give them discounted readings, of course, because now now we're friends.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, yes, the beginning is terrifying. Yeah, wow, that's
0: cool though. I didn't even think to have to do a comeback. You know, I just you get them read once,
2: you know, but I didn't even think about like people's hands changing oh, yeah. over the you course learn of time. More about lines along the time uh, along the way too. Yeah, so I've been able to give them deeper insight on things mm. I told them in the past. Oh yeah, that. just yeah.
1: compounding on everything you already said. Yeah. yeah, the only
2: unfortunate thing is I have to ask people, I have to remember. Would you please record this reading? Because then they leave and they can't remember what I told no them. No <laughs> shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't do the ink press. Um, because that takes a lot more time when you ink someone's hand, you press down the paper, I, yeah. it's a full setup, Whoa. it's much more expensive. And when I'm doing speed readings at a festival, the whole experience is to hold someone's hand, lean into your intuition, yeah. you perform the reading, put them hand up to your face. <laughs> yep. And feel. And you got to uh, fit 20 minutes to give them a speed reading, which never feels like enough. And I, I have a tendency to run over. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a speed reading environment for a festival mm-hmm. Got at my shop. I do at minimum one hour appointments. Yeah. At minimum. yeah. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot going on. Yeah. yeah. And oh, then that's shit. also the argument between formula reading and energy reading. I prefer to have someone's hand in my hand yeah. as I'm reading it rather than just pressing it on paper and let me go. Cause yeah, I could give you a great formula reading that way. Right. yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the way I do up. it online too. I have ah. discounted readings available online for people who don't have physical access to right. me. But it is never gonna be as meaningful as holding your mm-hmm. hand in my hand. Preach. Definitely. So, yeah, there's that. Wow. Oh.
0: That's so cool. It is. It is really cool. It's just awesome. <laughs> I'm just geeking out. I'm I just know. <laughs>
1: <talk>. <laughs> Yeah, I wow.
0: I know. We're geeks for spiritualness. We're geeks for it all. I yeah. think. I'm geeks for medium, ghosts. That's haunting. why I think I love this season yep. so much. I know, because this is our spooky season and Brianna, you were like, Whatever, it's always spooky season when we
1: get on here. (laughs) Yeah, it's not going to change much. I mean, I I just love getting to know people and talking about their stories. I think that's
0: really... Well, and it's also crazy because then you do meet the like-minded people where you're like, oh, cool. You know, I met this person and we have the same interests and it's just fun because, what, you go to work, you go home, you know, you're just doing your basic things. But how exciting to meet people outside and just bond. And talk about similar things. And you're not forced to have a conversation with these people, at, like at work, you know in a way. Right, right, forced uh, interaction.
1: Mm-hmm. No, definitely. I just love hearing people's, where they came from, where they're going. I, I think people have always been my favorite, and that's why I love things like divination, because it brings you to people, mm-hmm. and it brings you into that space with them without you needing... That connection of like work or even Mm -hmm. just like knowing someone from somewhere, you get to like touch people's lives and yes, they touch yours. And I agree, it's a really special connection, I think. And I think that's what I need to remember more when I get that social anxiety. It's all chill, baby. We're here (laughs) to have a good time. When I broke out of like just reading for friends or family, I started reading for people at work. And I was like a server, and we would do the tarot readings, or if I got drunk, I would do energy <laughs> readings. Because I don't know, it just like, I feel like when you drink, it releases like inhibitions. That's what they always say. And so I look at that as releasing my second guessing right, tendencies yeah, yeah, yeah. of myself. But I don't know, everybody has a different opinion of that. I wouldn't say I force anybody to do that, but it is something that I've noticed about myself.
0: Yeah, no, I, when I get. Sh- wasted, and I try to recur I go on a tangent, I'm off, and the yeah, rah- and la la like
2: And no drunk. one remembers it the next day. So. I don't like reading cards drunk, no <laughs> There is a line for that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so each of us reacts differently to different, you know, substances, yeah. right? Yeah. And our third eye can be tickled by it in different ways depending yeah. on who you are. So there is a line for this, for what you just described. Oh! <laughs> I'm little, little so I'm going to tell you a little bit about it, and then I'll check your hand to see if you've got it. Okay. Oh, okay. So I can't remember exactly. Uh, Exactly, I believe it's called Viva La Visha because I was—I okay. uh, call it the Pisces line. Oh, <laughs> not to throw shade at Pisces, but I always thought of Pisces as having one foot in reality and one foot in the other world, right? Mm-hmm. And they're typically—oh, no, I'm not trying to throw shade. I'm sorry. They're known for ho- over and and substances and yes. stuff. They tend to, you know, because what does it do? It just—it stimulates that third eye for them, and they're mm-hmm. experiencing it more in the physical world. So there's—I yeah. call it the Pisces line. Now, if you were to look at your hand, remember I said the ball of your thumb is your physical stamina, right? Yeah. It's the Venus. Right across from the ball of your thumb is this pad called the moon, right? Mm-hmm. All right. And so this is your spiritual sense too. So physical sense, spiritual sense. The moon is everything spiritual, esoteric. Yeah. It's your feminine, loving, nurturing, yada, yada, mm-hmm. the moon, and then Venus. Now, the line that crosses them, and I don't have a very good one, actually. I don't really have one on my hand. Um... It'll cross this yeah. way. It it connects the spiritual and the physical, and that's been called too a sort of a sensitivity line, and it it warns people that uh, they may be prone to using substances to enhance those experiences. No shit. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I found it on people who have. Uh, drank too much, use a little bit too much of this, or or it's a warning saying you are sensitive to those influences because you already have a very, you know, uh, open third eye. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Now, the warning with it, too, is that we would remember to ground ourselves and to maintain, you know, uh, control, mm-hmm. yeah, like in, in doses. Um, and then it can, I can really get into it more based on the rest of the lines in the hand as right. to how it's affecting you. That's so but cool that there's, there's, like, piece. Specific- Yes, yeah. Um, The problem with this line, too, because I do consider it as saying that this person has a very established bridge. So Mm. that's when I kind of give it more of a warning, more of a, you know, make sure you're very responsible with this. Right. Um, People like me, I have a Saturn uh, archetype hand. I'm very, I do not indulge. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) There's no urges in it. I'm very strict in that regard. That's why I don't have one of these lines. Um, Because there's very, there's different archetypes to different hands. Mm. Now, a Venusian hand might have one. I'm getting more into it. But... That's cool. The problem, too, is that there can be, when you indulge like that, this is where it gets a little weird for me. Yeah. I get into the woo-woo. Yeah. Some people say, oh, I don't use substances at all. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm also noticing that your Venus mound has certain kind of characteristics that suggest you may be very active. So that's when I get almost uncomfortable kind of pointing certain things out. Yeah. Like, oh, yes, I'm very such Gosh. and such act I'm like okay well that line can mean that it may not just be a physical experience for you you can become very spiritually involved with someone that act uh, itself is sort of you know sex magic right, right. right. you're yeah psychologically empathically in tune with that person and that'll open you up to their let's say you know not just physical you know stds but spiritual stds yeah absolutely and it can make you prone to being more of an empath because now you're not just physically connected you're spiritually emotionally connected does that make sense absolutely yeah
0: (laughs) wow wow okay quick question do you do couples Palm readings? Yes. Okay, I didn't know. I was just curious. I'm like, damn. I haven't
2: done so many of them, yeah. but they, each one of them has been uniquely awkward. <laughs> oh, I bet. Cool. Yeah. Right on. I love it. That's Couple's interesting. I'm there. still learning, so yeah, I wouldn't true. advertise myself as a person who can do a good, sinistry palm reading. Got still it. learning.
0: Yeah, you did a couple tarot reading at a Halloween party last year or Christmas party? I, I've done a couple a of couple, Couples. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, I've done a, a few couple readings, and like she said, they are all <laughs> delicately done. <dyed. laughs> yeah. Um, and it's so hard when the cards, because I feel like the cards are, if anything, but delicate sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. They are just here to... Mm-hmm
0: shove it right in your face to yeah. me is what they come off as at least mine. So I don't know. Yeah. No, bro, but when you do mine and my husband's, they are very, there you go. Fucking lay that out on the table. Yeah. Deal with it or not. <laughs> Deal with it or don't. And I'm just very glad because you're not very biased in those moments. No. And I appreciate when you, you can't not. be. No. I feel like if you're going to do that, yeah, you gotta be, be devil's advocate
1: of some kind. Mm-hmm. Give yourself some distance between. Yeah.
0: Cause sometimes they call you out. Yeah. They call you for what the fuck you're doing. And you're like, damn, Cool. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that her husband is open to it. Yes. Yeah. No, we're pretty open oh, to it cool. every so often when shit gets difficult sometimes. So you're also like looking for answers. I do look to tarot a lot for answers. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Cause I feel like it does give you a little hint. Work on this or this will happen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, But cool. yeah, I love that the palmistry that the hands change too. Cause that's part of like my tarot too is just like, this is if you continue along what you're doing now. But like you said, your life is yours. Yep. You have control over the decisions you make. And so it's more just like educational.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, and this is something we haven't talked about too, yeah. is when people go to palm readers for future telling, when you say your life is yours, oh, we haven't talked about that. Ooh, yes. Okay. So like yes. when we talk about how your lines change, some people come to you and they want to know their future. Like, you know, uh, will I get rich? Will I die alone? Well, then no one has those answers for you. Mm-hmm. But we can we get a little tiny peek, a suggestive peek uh, at what's ahead of you based mm-hmm. on this moment's inertia. If you don't change, mm-hmm. right? If you are happy where you are, and you're going to keep doing it. Then I can kind of get a peek of what might be forming ahead for you, and that is right underneath the fingers, right in the mounds. There'll be some suggestive lining right towards the end of life as to mm-hmm. what may happen for you in the future, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, especially under the middle finger. That kind of tells me. Uh, that's the end of your fate line. The fate line is the line that should cross. You'll see it right here. Yeah. Down from, it crosses your your palm in half. Like it splits it, right? So it goes from down the middle finger all the way to the center of your wrist in in a mundane path. There are different kinds of fate lines. Some people can have multiple and some people can have zero. The mundane fate line tracks clocking into work, getting the car, having coffee. And if it does this, then you are very, like I said, I'm a Saturn dominant. Okay. Archetype right here. You're very much about getting your materialistic accomplishments done. Wow! <laughs> and I own a business. That's why I have one. Yeah. <laughs> there you
0: go. Interesting. So. All right. Yeah. Are you Are you
2: ready to read some poems? Yes. Yes. Okay. Sorry, if I Keep ranting about it. Who no. wants to go first? Brianna, you're right there. Okay. Roll. Okay. Get so I'm going to I am gonna space out for a second. When you show me your hands, I want to see the back of your hands first, like okay. this. Okay. So, ready? Ready. And then I start touching your fingers. Because that's totally fine. I'm. Okay. definitely. Open person. And I flip it around. And then you tell me which one your dominant hand is. Okay. Right. Yeah, sorry, this is the part where I just need to... No, definitely. This is so cool, yeah. If you okay. can go ahead and put that one down. All right. Um, there is some people who like to use like a pressure points. I've talked to the palm readers where mm-hmm. they do pressure points. I'm like, I'm just so focused, I can't do that yet. <laughs> ah. And I usually write down notes too. But anyways, when we start with palmistry, um, we there's four elements to the hand type so I give okay. you a hand type right, right as an elemental sign and so I'm gonna kind of go with uh, I'm giving you a dominant of earth okay mm. you're getting I'm there's more. <laughs> yeah. Most hands are a combination, but I'm usually picking up on the energy of one element. And also because I'm just seeing a lot of balance in the hand, it's proportionate. I do right. like my hands. <laughs> there's definitely water in the background too, but I'm seeing a dominant earth right here. Now, for earth hands too, I, I get a lot of energy workers with earth. Mm. People have to put their hands on things, create things. There's a lot of balance. And when I think of an earth hand, I think of Leonardo da Vinci's, the, you know, that figure of oh, the man with the yeah. circle. I usually whenever I'm looking at your hand, I'll see it. But there's also a lot of water in here, too. And yeah. water is to be sort of an emotional empath, is to be mm-hmm. able to read people and connect with them emotionally, but not so much be able to create sort of like an intellectual disconnect from the feelings that you may be soaking in. <laughs> and as you... Transmutation is the biggest most important thing for a water element because you have to shed all of that out of you routinely. Yeah. And you may find a lot of uh grounding work through any kind of energy.
1: No. Yeah. Yeah. Energy no,
2: I channeling.
1: definitely feel that. Um uh definitely on the both hands side like the having to be doing things. I'm very antsy like mm-hmm. I need to be working on things that way. It's a lot easier to focus. And then yeah. the intuitive stuff, definitely having to shed everything I collect from other people. Yeah, because like I said, I love those stories, but that's
2: a lot to be taking in sometimes. It is, mm-hmm. and so the reason I gave you once again, I'm jumping into it. it the the Earth hand is because it's proportionate, mm-hmm. um, but there's a lot of lines in here that have water characteristics. Okay, mm-hmm. so a water hand is more typically like what I have right there—that's okay. a water hand—and it's not a pure water hand because I have Earth based. A pure water hand will be very very slender and not have a firm base down here so i am water and earth yeah and so we have similar hand types i just see more earth dominant because uh see how firm and flat mine is yeah mine is so
1: got all those different like ridges and lumps
2: yeah and we could get more into that later i do want to point out that you have a curved jupiter finger you have an eccentric mercury finger and you have an alpha thumb (laughs) <laughs> Whoa! I'm gonna look all that up. Yeah, we'll go you your hand and we'll talk about that too. So there's two there's two thumb types. Like, okay. and I don't use the term beta anymore. I swear, <laughs> a passive thumb or an alpha thumb. Now the alpha thumb is sort of I give you guys sort of the characteristic of a Hannibal Lecter, yeah. <laughs> but also uh, an Alice in Wonderland. So the alpha thumb is someone who likes to deconstruct and reconstruct. Okay, it's it's almost the overthinker and someone who enjoys chewing things, all the emotional layers of it. You like to be well aware of all the mm-hmm. nuances and the flavors, right? Um But you also may have a tendency to bite off more than you can chew and almost do it eagerly because you like to reconstruct things. Yeah. Does that make sense so far? Absolutely. Yeah. So (laughs) so that's going on there. Now, when you're doing it, though, you're not aggressive because you have a curved Jupiter finger. Someone who could be more aggressive with that tendency would have a Jupiter finger, which is your index finger, Mm -hmm. that would fly outward on its own, right? Mm -hmm. You just have to be independent. Yours is leaning into the Saturn, right? Yeah. So... The Jupiter finger is the finger of uh, spiritual leaders, of pastors, of just sort of, it gives boss energy. It is the true leader boss energy rather than the Saturn, which people always think that must be the boss. No, that's the person who reinforces the rules. Mm. That's the enforcer. That's not the person who makes the rules. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? Yes. (laughs) Oh, that's crazy. So this tells me that even though you will lead, and if you are put so in a position to do so, it's sort of, it's got the velvet glove. It puts on a nice, pretty glove to lead, right? Mm -hmm. And then it leans into the rules so much, right? So if you have to, if you have to lead, you have the rule book right here. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: um, definitely. I don't I think that's part of like the second guessing too is I always wanna have the answers right here easily accessible so yeah. that I can um verify. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I am always about verification. Right. And so a more natural um jupiterian would not care what yeah. the were yeah <laughs> just saying that's the tyrant finger <laughs>
0: yeah, that's funny so you're not a tyrant
2: yeah interesting so um now i mentioned your mercury finger too and you have an eccentric mercury finger which means your mercury finger actually leans completely away from your hand it does yeah Naturally. so that is a very eccentric um brain i call mm-hmm. that the brain finger someone who's constantly thinking and who's very affluent in being able to communicate mm-hmm. and it's also the finger of commerce but what else is it what is mercury? The messenger between worlds. Yeah. So, so there's your clairvoyance. Mm-hmm. And so the lines that come out of your, your mercury finger are going to kind of tell me how your clairvoyance is working in your life. Okay. Now, in old school palmistry, those lines are referred to as health lines. Mm-hmm. And whenever the health lines would come in and interact with the lifeline, people would panic, you know, or your fate line. Oh, Why? Cool. Do you really stop to think about that. When you're in a health crisis, what do you lean on the most to get through it? Spiritual. Yes. Guidance. Yes. Answers. So, whenever that would interact with their life, people would panic and be like, oh, no, my health. Well, no, you're just in a crisis because you need your spirituality. So, yeah. your spirituality is coming to you when you need it the most. Mm. Mm. There's my theory on that. That's so cool. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so, let me, let me see your hands again. So, we oh. just kind of did the very superficial type. I now, love it. in a deeper palm reading, if we had time, we would be talking about this look at your hand, the skin pattern loops on your mm. fingertips. Mm-hmm. We would be talking about the shapes of your fingertips and <gasps> so each section cool. of your finger, which is the phalanges. Cause they mean something and we really don't have time because if we did, no, we'd be getting into it. But let me say I was going to say, I was
1: like, uh, this is what I want for Christmas. No. Yeah.
2: So then when I do my formula reading too, I would jump into the heart line, which I call the love language line. People try to read relationships on it, but I've decided I'm not going to do that anymore. I feel that the heart line itself talks about how we love people yeah. and not just who we love when we fall in love, but everyone, everyone. how do we treat mm-hmm. our community? Um, and Yours is very direct. For a while, it kind of speaks on self-preservation. If that does that make sense to you?
1: Um, yeah, I I think so. I guess I'm not understanding the context as well, but yeah. Oh, we can get into that later. I'm so sorry. No, definitely. <laughs> I uh, early on, you mean?
2: Yeah, for a while because there's uh, there's bubbles in it, so it's very so in classic palmistry too. They want the lines to be really large, swoopy, and gentle. And yours is very straight. Yeah, it, you it see is. See that? So it's a little bit more coming from a sense of logic. And sort of. I've always wondered about that one because it breaks off there at right, the front. Right. Yeah. And then do you see the bubbles, the chaining? Yeah. So when lines are chained, we looked at the quality of the line. It it represents energy that doesn't have a free flowing access. So it's it kind of gives frustration. You want to think about it as being frustrated because mm-hmm. a line should be clear and direct, having an open channel to flow. Right. Right. And so not only is it frustrated right there, but it's got these little bubbles. And when the lines break into bubbles, we call them little sort of distress islands. Mm-hmm. Right? And that can res- represent periods of time that we're not calm or peaceful that yeah Interesting.
1: yeah yeah I mean I think I love a lot but I also have a struggle with like showing that love inward and also in how I
2: express it I guess well that's with others that's part of the progress of your line that's not where it ended mm-hmm. it kept growing so yeah. if yeah look at the way that it goes up right into here, that's throwing yourself more into, into love right there yeah, and being able to express it. Otherwise it would just stop growing and it would have just stayed right there, but it kept going. Right. And where does it go? It goes right up into Saturn and then up into Jupiter. So it splits. So when a line splits, we call that either a writer's fork typically, and we call that Uh. an empath's fork, right? You're opening your mind to consider larger possibilities. And now Mm. you're seeing both sides of the coin and where those branches go is also important. So one of the branches goes directly into Saturn. And Saturn Mm -hmm. is a place of stability, security, boundaries, structure. It's like it's having uh, a need for that to be established in your relationships, right? Mm -hmm. To understand them clearly. And the other line is going up into Jupiter. Now, Jupiter, when a heart line interacts with Jupiter, that has a different flavor. A heart line interacting with Jupiter is saying, these are my expectations. These are my standards. Not just for the other person, but for how to love and to be loved, right? Mm -hmm. And the morality involved in it. Right? Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, 100. And there's yeah. a lot more lines in there where we could dissect it more. Every little line right around here means something. So pull wow. your hand closer. <laughs> I almost oh need your hand away from you. These little lines right here, just yeah. between you and I, these each mean a lot more, too. So all the directions it's going Oh, I'm is coming a back, Jenna. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have time to talk. <laughs> but I want to also talk about um, the nature of your headline, too, because okay. you have a pioneers' headline. It literally goes all the way across your hand. Yeah. And a, pi- and a headline typically will stop here. Here oh. or here, and yours is directly across All your All the way. Head. All the way. That is a Pioneer's Headline. What does that mean? Oh, that means you can push yourself to the distance. Mm. <laughs> Cue that Hercules theme oh. song. <laughs> I got to. No, right. it has a lot, of, a lot <laughs> of lines interacting with it, too, especially your channel of Mercury, which is your, your intuition, right? And you have two channels of Mercury. Mm. So you have one steady developed channel of one thing coming to you really strongly, but there's another developing channel. So it's having one strong clear and then another clear that is kind of forming in the background. Aww. You can think about that later. Now I also really want to point out this right here. Yeah. Do you see how your headline is detached from your otherwise lifeline right there? Yes. That is an independent headline. Okay. So typically they're attached. And that means that yeah. we as children were okay with being told who we were. Yours mm. is the opposite. <laughs> I don't know. At one point, when you came into your own sense of independence, because it is a little bit beyond the point of childhood, but it when it comes in, it comes in clearly. Yeah. Wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, there definitely was a moment um, where I That's I crazy. was originally uh, I let my kind of my parents decide exactly like who yeah. I should be, mm-hmm. and the minute I the minute I derailed from that yeah, no. but it was worth it yes that's crazy (laughs) and about like what you said about the boundaries and stuff too that's all a part of all that too it was it was about learning what that I can be myself and not somebody else yeah which I found myself doing a lot in life was like trying to be but you can go to Other distance. people. I can go <laughs> the distance. I'm here for the long run. We'll find Not out who she is eventually.
2: <laughs> your lifeline looks a little complicated, so we should have a more separate meeting to talk yes. in depth about no, that. No, I want
1: to definitely. Uh, I can't exciting. wait. Do you want to swap places? Yes, I do. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's exciting. Wait, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no you're
2: good. You do my turn. Okay, show me your hands. I'll see the backs. Okay, you now flip them around. Oh, you have very different hands. <laughs> Look how far back you burnt, You bend your hands, by the way. Too. She oh. does. <laughs> it's very, that's, that can be very intellectually hungry and curious. You're Alice in Wonderland with that in that regard. And. This is and, oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> sorry. I <don't> am <laughs> start laughing. No, I love it. <laughs> so this is very, very air. Your extreme air. Uh, a lot of air is going on here. So when we have air, we have long fingers and we have a square little, you know. Yep firm grounding but you have more going on do you take a look at your hand you see how how slender and slimming it's right down there towards your wrist yeah yeah so this is a chameleon because then it's it's getting larger up here underneath your finger so you have a fan shape to your hand right there so this is your earthly grounding right this is your grounding and this is your intelligence now when when your intelligence is your mental area much larger than your grounding that means you walk into a room and you have chameleon abilities does that make sense to you (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're energetically reading the room, and you're adapting yourself Holy to the shit. vibe and the flavor of the room. Wow. And, and a lot of actresses have this
0: too. I've been very—I'm what you would call, I guess, a drama queen, I guess—and <laughs> I've
2: always wanted to be an actress, things like that. But I'm people tell me that a lot. Yeah, I blend. Yeah, so you have chameleon hands immediately. That's so funny. Um, but you have a different type of thumb. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true, though. Yeah, your thumb is is much different. Um, So you have the the more passive thumb. Now, the passive thumb, um, you can put your hand down. I going to talk to you about this, is also a really important thumb. (laughs) No thumb's better than the other thumb, you guys. (laughs) This is like star sign astrology, too. It's very superficial. But when I'm I'm looking at thumbs, I'm looking at what kind of conversation I might have with someone. Mm. Now, if I was looking at an alpha thumb, a long thumb, we can probably pick things apart for a long time. Mm. Now, you, being an air hand, naturally, also... Air hands love to talk and love to communicate and mm-hmm. they love to read you know, quick speed things right yes. for fun and just all the side quests. But a thumb right here, this is when we get into, let's say, we're getting into an argument. I'll mm-hmm. use an argument, okay? Immediately, you'd like to push all the bullshit aside because you know what the core problem is. <laughs> You're like, I'm not talking about all these other things. We're <laughs> talking about this and only this and let's get it done now. It's yeah. more like wow. that. But a large sum person would be like, okay, I hear you, and I hear this, we're going to have to talk about all these things before we get to the core Yeah, problem. that's me. <laughs> right. So. No shit. Yeah. And then also, when it comes to healing people from an argument, it's like, I'm here, I brought the soup, I brought the hugs, let's sit down and just cry it out. And then it's just that, it's just holding someone and healing, right? Wow. Rather than feeling, okay, we have to talk about everything, let's just hold each other. Damn!
0: <laughs> Didn't we just talk about this
2: last week? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. oh. Yeah. Nope. that's so, very me. So there's that. Wow. The thumb. Now, here, hold your hand up one more time, so I can just kind of see it. All right. And your pinky finger. Your pinky finger. Oh, you have an owie right there. Sorry. Yep. You I sliced watch. my
0: freaking <laughs> pinky last two. That. It was when you were pregnant. 2022, February
2: 22. So yeah. You lash have a curled pinky. A little yeah. bit. So when yeah. you're holding your hand naturally, it keeps wanting to go kind of like this. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So when I see a curled finger, that means there's an excess of energy within that finger. So I always think of the statue of the guy holding the world on his shoulders, mm. which just means there's a lot going on here, too, to the point yeah. where that finger's, like, not overburned in a negative way. I usually say it as a compliment. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, okay, so then, then that brings attention. So any finger that is slightly out of alignment in that way, energetically, because there's a lot going on in there... I have to immediately look at the lines on the mound underneath it. So in classic palmistry, ideal fingers, right? Mm-hmm. Ideal fingers. And I don't like that term anymore, but is fingers that are straight and have no crooks or crannies, mm-hmm. aren't leaning any way, aren't bending over. They're just all straight. That's mm-hmm. complete energetic balance, but that does not exist. That does not exist in a real world, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, sorry. You're good. No, you're good. Okay. Okay. So then we see that this one's curling because Mm -hmm. there's a lot going on there. And so then naturally we see all these lines. You see all these lines Mm -hmm. right here? Now it's a characteristic of an air hand to have very fine lines on the palm. (laughs) It just is. Um, People come to me and they say, what are these lines? And they actually have a name right here, right on the mound. Yeah, I can see them, them. yeah. They're either called a medical stigmata or a jack-of-all-trades. I would like to argue that they are the same thing, Mm right? Because it just means that you've got a lot of energy. Just imagine that you're juggling balls of energy. And every now and then you just throw in another ball of energy for fun. (laughs) 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 Until there's nothing but just fire, right? So that's why the finger is curling. There's a lot going on there. Mm -hmm. In classic palmistry, they would actually almost criticize you for this, saying that you need to, to simplify your interest and really hone in on one skill. But I don't think so. In the modern world, we're more than capable of doing more than one thing. So, Ah, yeah. (laughs) There's that. Um, And you see how many lines you have right here? See Mm -hmm. all that lines right there? Mm -hmm. Some people get overwhelmed reading a poem that has so many lines. And I say, actually, that makes my job much easier. This is very easy to read when you start to consider the lines will kind of flow like a weather pattern. Yeah. Anyways, that's kind of a side quest. I really wanted to point out right here where you have an additional heart line. So you have this heart line and then you have this heart line right here. Do you wow. see that? It's cradling your index finger and your ring finger. It's called the girdle of Venus. So, girdle yeah. Of Venus. <laughs> Just pause. <laughs> You're looking at it. Like, I'll give you a moment there. Alright, so the girdle of Venus. Um, I've nicknamed it the dam. Okay. Because <laughs> typically when I see people that have and this I've seen this. A lot going on here mm-hmm. it's because you want remember that mercury is about communication so if you have all of this going on in your mercury you may want to constantly tell people tell people tell people so mm-hmm. what do we do as we grow older and we grow more mature and more responsible we try to hold it in yeah right so then that this dance this dam this girdle of Venus represents emotional intelligence we are becoming aware of when it is appropriate to say things to express this to do that to feel this mm-hmm. and over time we start to repress we think we're doing something really good for us, and yes, yes, we are. But unintentionally, so much can get repressed that yeah. eventually we, yeah, you know, break. Yeah. So whenever you see a dam, it's really important, for, you know. And I know you have yeah. this outlet. This is really healthy. This is really great because mm-hmm. otherwise, yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. totally. Yeah, little, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we overflow. I was thinking about the
1: podcast when she was talking about that. <laughs> I was just like, "What a great, yeah, yeah. what a great
2: outlet. Oh, yeah, no for jokes. you to do." So you have multiple fate lines like we were talking about so you have the mundane fate line coming up here that's a mundane fate line but then you have this fate line and it almost looked like a secondary headline i know but it's got this little tiny it's growing beyond your secondary line. so when i have let's pretend it was a headline if it was a split headline like this it would be it's too much almost of a, a writer's work it actually is having more than one kind of uh, sense of identity, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's uh, that's possibly being at work and doing one thing and being home and being creative and doing another. That's possible. Now, whatever this part of you is, is growing into something more that affects the direction of your life, right? Does that make sense so far? Because it's creating a fate line. It's So this part of who you are is developing their own sense of... <laughs>
0: Sorry. <laughs> Here I am getting emotional.
2: <laughs> so it looks, and then, so then we go ahead and we see, well, what's going on at the end of life and which one of these lines kind of feeds off and they don't. Neither one of these lines um, wins, right? Look yeah. at them. You want to see crazy. this ladder that they're forming. Mm-hmm. There's a ladder coming out of your mundane fate line and a ladder coming out of what we're going to call a more spiritual fate line right mm-hmm. there because the fate line is coming out of your moon, but it's not just coming out of your moon. It's connected to this intensity line that's between the moon and it's between Pluto that, sorry. No, you're good. Yeah. The moon is everything spiritual, right? Mm-hmm. But also kind of creative and nurturing. And Pluto holds a lot of karma from your past lives, too, which also represents what we inherit from our parents. We brought in our past lives, and we also have generational trauma. So that Pluto kind of holds all those things. And that's also another place where we can be... We can store our self-destructive tendencies. So whatever is brewing in your Pluto, Uh, and we can talk more, you know, we would talk more about that later. And in private, you're balancing in between them. You're not going, this line is not coming directly out of your Pluto or directly out of your moon. It's balancing in between them. Mm. Um, And this where it becomes way more philosophical and intuitive. Um, But then it's coming up. It's created a facet of your personality through your headline. It's going beyond your headline and creating a sense of destiny that helps direct your mundane fate line towards the end of your life. So they are wow. beginning to work in tandem and creating oh, a ladder. sorry. It's okay. Do you see these rings on the ladder? Yeah. So that's called a journey of student to master. So whatever this is in combination with your mundane life is going to bring you to your ultimate sense of fulfillment right here. Because Saturn, whatever line... Competes because mm-hmm. usually people have multiple lines, and one of them competes at the end of Saturn. And like, this is a line that's going to lead you to your sense of fulfillment what will make you happy? Both of these lead you there. Wow. Okay, they're so sad. either way, girlfriend. <laughs>
0: Damn! wow <laughs> oh, that was crazy that was beautiful thank you I appreciate that oh yes, yeah thank you That's so exciting. much yeah we're coming back <laughs> <laughs> we are coming back for yeah sure. that was yeah. fun I hope everybody likes that episode that was a good one
1: yeah and I hope everyone hits Shana up
2: <laughs> yes yeah how can we so what can how can we get a hold of you essentially um I'm working on creating a website where I can do uh uh, more easier, you know, email readings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the TikTok's good for that now, and I just open it up at, for readings every so often. Otherwise, if you were local, I would love to do an hour-long reading, but I only have availability starting at 11 a.m., so just yeah. message me over Instagram, mm-hmm. and we'll
1: set up a time. <laughs> That's exciting, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then
2: we'll link all of her... I,
1: I, yeah, I listed, I'll have all of your, um, I just took it off your... Instagram and your Facebook yeah, yeah. and put all of it together Perfect. so they can just link you right there, cool. find you and the oddity shop and yeah, check her out. She is wow yeah I just, that was fun you are so fun to talk to and yeah, listen I think to so. i think you so. are so knowledgeable yeah
0: i'm just like wow i can't wait i for could just the sit here relationship and to grow yeah, yeah. that's thanks
1: fun let me terrorize you guys <laughs> <Yes, yes. laughs> terrorize me and it's uh, yeah All right. are we so, ready
0: to
1: close out yes well bye friends thanks bye for friends. being here See you